Welcome to Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me here for this week's edition of the podcast. This week on the podcast, I'm joined by somebody who has been a real influence in my life over the years. Summer McStravick is here. She's the creator of the original Hay House Radio, and she's also the founder and creator of something called Flow Dreaming. Today on the show, I'm joined by Summer, and we're going to speak deeply about what it means to dream and flow, and so much more. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful week wherever this finds you. Today on the show, I'm just really, really thrilled to have somebody that I've been listening to on radio for years. Summer McStravick is here. And uh, for those of you that are not familiar with Summer's work, um, she's really, really been an innovator in the world of um, mental health, wellness, um, really creating platforms for people to share positivity in the world. Um, several years ago, when I became an a avid listener and student of Dr. Wayne Dyer, uh, I was introduced to Summer McStravick's work because she was uh, the creator of something called Hay House Radio. You got to check that out too, Hay House Radio. It's um, an amazing platform that was started by Summer, and it was part of the Hay House Publishing community. If you haven't heard of Hay House Publishing, check that out as well. They have just a collection of amazing authors, um, speakers, thought leaders. And on that roster was Dr. Wayne Dyer and Summer McStravick, uh, Louise Hay, who was the founder. And it goes on and on and on. And um, they just, they have an incredible community. So Summer and Wayne used to host uh, a radio show every week on Hay House Radio, this online station. And I used to tune in. I used to call in. And um, without really knowing a lot about Summer at the time, I became a fan of just how she showed up on on the radio. So years go by, and my new book comes out, and I got this intuition to to reach out to Summer to send her a copy of the new book. And one thing led to the next, and uh, a mutual friend of ours, my publicist and a mutual friend of hers, um, connected us and said, you guys should do an event together. So... As it turns out, uh, coming up this June, June 2019, Summer and I have decided to get together and collaborate, and we're going to be doing an event um, just south of San Francisco at a place called 1440 Multiversity. It's this incredible uh, campus in the California Redwoods, and we're going to be leading a weekend workshop on uh, manifestation, clearing out limiting beliefs. There's going to be some music and yoga in there. And so I really wanted to get Summer uh, on this podcast so you could learn a little bit more about her and the work she's doing, especially in a process that she calls flow dreaming. Um, Flow dreaming is really all about, from what I'm understanding, manifesting and aligning our thoughts, our body emotions, and our higher self-calling, bringing that all together so we can literally clear out all the blocks and flow into the life that we're being called to live. So um, this is going to be a really, really exciting opportunity for you to get to know her. And I want to encourage you to consider coming and joining us in California. It's going to be absolutely a transformative weekend. And um, I believe it's quite affordable as well to, to come. And then there's accommodations in the forest on this campus. So I've posted up uh, the information on this weekend at my website, keithmcpherson.ca. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to now introduce you to the lovely, the inspiring, the incredible Summer McStravick. All right. Um, Encinitas, California, Flow Dreaming, and uh, Summer McStravick is sitting here with me in your office. Summer, welcome to Let's Connect. Hey, Keith. Literally, Let's Connect. Yes. The, the first day we meet and we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I know. It's it's funny. We've been talking. Can I t- I'm going to tell everybody, right? We've been talking for probably at least an hour or more. Yeah. And finally, we said, we, we need to start recording this. <laughs> There's some interesting ideas here and they've all just left to the ethers. I so. know. I feel like we could have done three podcasts in the last <laughs> yes. little bit of time together. It's fantastic. Um, no, I, I showed up here late to be, if I make a confession here on the podcast, I showed up at your house late because I was just 
practicing being in one moment at a time. And uh, you welcomed me with open arms and snacks. Snacks, it's, yes. It's just an amazing place. I had eaten half the hummus and chips already, though, because I was <laughs> like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Took you on a whirlwind uh, frantic tour. Yeah, all then, over. And then sat you down. Yeah. And, and said, okay. And you asked, me, uh, you asked me an amazing question. Yes. You said, Which, why, why are you here? What, yeah. are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. So beware anyone coming to my house. I'm going to sit you down and say, why are you here? I know. <laughs> I wonder if Airbnb people ever feel this way when people sit them down. Why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are. So we're sitting in my office and I've got my salt lamp on. And for anyone who wants to picture it in their minds, I've got blue walls and, and uh, chill lighting and got my angels and my Krishnas up and lots of crystals around. It's just a very serene place. It's where I do all my good works. It really is. And you're doing some really great work on the planet. I, uh, I've been a fan of yours for years, um, back when you were doing the work with Wayne. Mm -hmm. And I've watched you grow over time into everything that you're doing with flow dreaming. And um, what's here now for you? Where are you right now with things? Well, now is a pivot. It's pivoting. It's it's searching. And and this, I'm just going to go back and kind of clue people into what we've been talking about mm -hmm. for the last hour or two. Um, there's a lot changing in the world right now. And I know people always say that. They always say things are changing and, you know, but it's different. There's a different change going on. And uh, I think a lot of the change has to do with information. It has to do with how we relate to each other and the world. Uh, the sheer volume of what's coming in for all of us mm -hmm. through social media, through advertising, through just the internet every day. I mean, it's such a difference than when you used to pick up the newspaper. Like I used to get the newspaper and I got Newsweek magazine. And if I had to research something, I went to the library. <laughs> and if I had to call somebody, I picked up the phone. Okay, I'm, I'm being really old right now. But now and I've been through all of this because my career and my life has been about media and communication yeah from product development when I was young and publishing into audio and podcasting world um, even flow dreaming to me has been about just creating lots of content and products and kind of just giving it out like taking what I hear and giving it out but we're moving into this time now where there is so much out there that we're having increasingly uh, difficult time discerning what's important and what's not. Mm -hmm. And it's throwing even the top people off their game. They don't know what's important and what's not. Because we're all affected the same by this, whether yeah. you're producing content or, or not, you're just consuming it. It's still really difficult to tell now, where do I listen? What's important? Do I listen to this weird tweet or this cat picture? I love cats. <laughs> okay, yes, listen to the cat picture. Or is there, you know, where do I really fit? Like, what am I into? Yeah, absolutely. So what, what's my now is, I don't know. I don't know. I'm actually really shifting. And, uh, you know, the last year I introduced a new um, radio network into the world, inflowradio.com. Oh, you got to check that out. I've, I'm a big fan of Inflow. So check that out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like there's there is more. Like I've I haven't landed yet. Yeah, but you can feel that brewing. Like it's there. There's something that's Yeah, well, I wouldn't I, brewing is a really sweet way of saying it. Um the other way that most of us feel is crazy instability and just not quite knowing. Right. And just wondering. And I I think we're seeing it all through our society right now, everybody says everything is going great and the economy is going great and the surface, you know, I mean, we may not agree with all the politics that are going on in the world right now, but there's another level where I think a lot of people are feeling uncertain. Yeah. I'm curious, mm -hmm. like uh, a couple of things I'm, that are popping up. First of mm -hmm. all, for those people listening that aren't familiar what, with what we're saying around flow dreaming. Oh can yeah, you, my can stuff. You, can you explain... <laughs> What flow dreaming is. And then I'd like to talk about how possibly that may be connected to what we're talking about right now. But flow mm. dreaming, let's, let's just talk about that. Like, okay. What, what is that? I'll, I'll take off my futurist hat yeah. and I'll put on my other hat. Yeah, just to, what, what you have been doing up to this shake-up point of like, there's something yes. else. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So flow dreaming for me, oof, it's a modality that came into my life way, way years back. 
I would say maybe 2000, 2001. And uh, what's that, like 20 years ago now? Jeez, I'm old. <laughs> I think you were 15 when Man. you first found out about oh, flow dreaming. <laughs> oh. um, no, I, it came in because, uh, you know, I was, I was really obsessed with the idea of manifesting and co-creation. This was before The Secret ever came out, Law of Attraction, mm. all of that. It was just... It was called manifestation back then. It was it was based on much older works um, about how do we work with the world and the universe to create. Mm. And I always had this understanding that we make things physically, but we make things non-physically too. Um, everything is is polarity, you know, yin and yang, and and male and female, and light and dark, and up and down, and backwards and forwards. I mean, this is this is how our universe is based. So if you're making things physically, and I've always been like a very much of a doer you know I, I do a lot of stuff yeah make stuff do stuff um so flow came in as a way of saying chill out let go of some of that stop being so type a you need to work with the non-physical too because if you don't do both you're limping you're essentially hopping on one foot so i got swept into this whole world of understanding and, and pursuit on how do i make non-physically the same way that i make physically mm. and if i bring those two together wouldn't I be kind of creating, you know, double trouble? Wouldn't that be like very effective? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And as it turns out, the minute I started doing this, this it's a practice. Um, flow dreaming is a practice. Sometimes I call it uh, emotional meditation. And you are like the meditator. So yes. for me, this is a, an extreme emotional mindfulness, uh, present, active meditation. Wow. I don't know what else to call it there's yeah. no clearing or dropping away it's going in and funneling big so i started doing this and my life just started clippity 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 just you know taking me that's how i got my job at hay house uh it's it's been responsible for every major turn and curve in my life all of my growth and all of my works since then has been teaching people this stuff works, <laughs> you know, look at my life as proof, yeah. you know, and, and do this. Yes. So. Amazing. And for people that aren't familiar with Hay House, they're a publishing company slash marketing company of a ton of authors and yes, mm -hmm. and amazing. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So this idea of being and doing, I'm sensing, is really part of what this flow dreaming process is about. Yeah. It's like, how am I being? And, and can I create the space to listen to that emotional level so that mm -hmm. I can actually do what it is I'm being called to do in yeah. this moment? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So uh, type A people, the go-getters <laughs> in the world, yeah. they do, 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 do. And they're very success-driven. Yes. Because every time they have a success, they're proving to themselves, they're validating to themselves their worth. Mm. which is a hamster wheel, obviously. Mm -hmm. And this might play into the whole ego conversation we are talking which is, about. Yeah, that's coming. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. So uh, you're on this hamster wheel of constantly validating yourself through the things you make, create, do, and yeah. achieve, which is wonderful because it means we have these amazing works of art in the world. We have scientific breakthroughs. We have people who, you know, scale mountains and run the mile faster. These are the type A's. These are the people who are saying, I'm going to make this happen. I'm happen. going for it. Yeah. I had to admit the, the four-letter word right there, but I'm sure you saw it in my mind. I'm going to make this happen. Right. So, <laughs> so it's wonderful. But the flip side of that is that, you know, the world can't just be materialistic. Mm -hmm. It can't just be the physical things you do. Otherwise, you're making things with zero guidance. Right. And the guidance that you're getting is maybe just coming from your mind. And as we all know, the mind loves to control things. Oh, And yeah. it loves to tell you you're right all the time. <laughs> and it loves to tell you why things aren't working and they can't work because it's going to explain to you and justify and rationalize so you don't have to like push there anymore. Right. So would you consider this the ego? What, when we're saying the ego, this is such a, an overly used word. Is there ego in there? Ah. <sighs> I don't know. I still define the ego a little separate from the mind. Okay. Yep. For me, the mind, so I call him the king and the queen. Okay. Which I realize is probably like not gender appropriate anymore, but it's just the way I, <laughs> it's the way I understand it. So it's perfect. I see, yeah, this very old school uh, king and queen in the, in the, in the kingdom, queendom whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so politically mm. correct these God, days. God, I know. <laughs> See, I'm censoring myself as I speak. Uh -huh. um, but 
the idea is that the king is the one who says, do these things, make these things, be these things, rule these things, conquer these things, and I will keep you safe. If you listen to me, the king is rational, mm-hmm. right? It's the rational mind telling you what to do, how to do it. And a lot of type A's and very successful people have gone really far with this. Sure. So they've proved to themselves over and over again, this is the way to go. Yeah, just Man, listen this, to the king. This stuff works. You just listen to the king and you're good. Sure. Except that the king does two things ultimately that are bad. King holds you in, says, don't leave these walls. You don't know what's out there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep you safe because I know what's going on in here because I've been here and I've done this and I feel sure and comfortable and confident here. Yeah. So the king says to the queen and the queen is pining, looking out the window and she's saying, but look at those rolling hills. Look at those lakes and meadows. Look at those, you know, <laughs> places that we want to go and be. And the king says, there could be barbarians. Mm. There could be challenges. You could lose money out there. Right? You, you could lose your partner out there. You could lose a lot of things out there. Yes. Stay in here with me and all is good. So the king occupies what I call the known zone, right? This is where all the things we've ever done before uh, the king knows about and can confidently tell us this is where you stay. This is where you belong. And I can keep you safe here. Mm. Queen says, that's great, honey, but my job, my role is the yin. My role is the non-physical. My role is the inspiration, the beauty, the chance. We've got to get out of the the castle once in a while. The luck. Yeah. Right? The trust. Uh So kings don't have trust. They have guarantees. The queen has the trust. Right? So that's the non-physical. Wow. And the trust is get out of the kingdom, see what else is there. And that's how you end up exploring the world. And, And my fundamental belief is that we're here to be explorers. I mean, we're explorers. Mm-hmm. Like to me, life is a very finite. <sighs> I mean, it's very finite. It's very short. And I, I don't mean to be morbid, but I've faced, you know, my own possible mortality and it's short. You get this, it, it can feel like a lot of years and some days feel grueling and, and terrible and confusing but really it ends up being very short and then you're non-physical again. Mm. And non-physical is in non-time, right? It's it's outside of everything. Non-physical is always and forever. Physical is the is the is the materialistic clump of of matter. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm right with you. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you get this gift of this material clump of matter and you get this gift of years to enjoy it in little tiny pieces. You don't even get to enjoy it all at once. It's all broken up in these little tiny slivers for you so you're sure not to miss any one. Right. Which is where your mindfulness comes in, right? Yes, possibly. Okay. Yeah. Maybe? <laughs> possibly. Okay, I'm putting words in your mouth. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh God, where am I going with this now? <laughs> The queen. <laughs> yeah, tell, speak for her. Yeah. The queen says, if you're in this material world, king, you know what? Let's explore this. And you have to trust things. And you have to let yourself go out there. And you, let, you have to let your heart get broken. You have to take chances. You have to lose money. You have to bet on people that don't come through for you because you're also going to do other things. You're going to bet on things that do come through for you. Right. You're going to co-create. You're going to learn how to maybe ideally we can work together mm-hmm. and we can co-work this kingdom. Oh, beautiful. And my flow is where I'm non-physically connecting and saying, this is where we're going. This is the exploration that we're moving toward. These are the feelings that I want to have. Yes. And the king says, okay, wow, now that I have that actual deeper direction, I can put some physical things in place to make it happen. Oh, I love this. So this is like the, the, is big, the big old philosophy, I guess. Sure. I don't know why I'm just kind of dropping into that. But. And I'm curious, like, so the ego part, so where does the ego fit into this paradigm for you? Oh, okay. So we got into this conversation because of Wayne Dyer. Yes. And the many years that he and I would talk and... You guys literally talked every week on, yeah, the, on we the radio. Yeah, every week. On the How day. lucky are you? I just... <laughs> wow. Amazing. An- another incidence of mm. my non-physical saying, Summer, God, how much... How how hard do we have to smack you in the face before you come and you understand what you're supposed to be doing? We're trying to train you, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other, whole other story. Yeah. So my understanding of the ego, uh, 
I don't even know if it's really a succinct single thing at this point. Mm -hmm. But I do know that for me, my ego... And this is also because of conversations with Debbie Ford. Do you know Debbie? Remember I, Debbie Ford? I read her work. I didn't actually meet her in person, but do know of her. Yeah. The so shadow. She talks she all about. about the shadow work yeah. and just really spawned a whole a legacy of that that no one I don't think has really picked up since. Um, so the ego for me is the initiator. It's the go-getter. It's the part of you that says, I want that. That looks tasty. Mm. And remember how I said, we're here because we have these 80, 100 years, if we're lucky, to make fun stuff. Yeah. And through the making of fun stuff, we get to figure out who we are. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point. Like, sure. boil down. So you make families and you make businesses and you make great bodies and you make whatever you want to make. But you figure out who you are in the making of it and in the kinds of things that you choose to make. So this is your soul sort of discovering itself by being gifted with this material world to play with. Yeah. So the ego is the one that says, make this fun thing. Write the book. Go talk. Go make up some weird ass thing called flow dreaming. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, sure. Go make stuff. In, sure. Enjoy. So if I didn't have my ego telling me, pushing me, making me have this deep desire, and then this other part of me that says, are you sure you can do that? Who are you to do that? Yeah. My ego, I rely on it to say, well, of course you can do that. If you don't do that, who else is going to do that? What, are you going to wait on someone else to do it? Who's the part of you that's saying, are you sure you can do that? See, that's not my ego. That's not the ego. For me, it's not the ego. Yeah, what, what is that for, for me, you? For me, it's fear. Fear, yeah. Right? Fear, fear is different. Fear is, um, whew, I wish I could give fear its own little name. Ego sounds like it's such a cool name, you know, like I know <laughs> for it's the ego. <laughs> ego or it was that young. I don't remember <laughs> sure. who created Who created the term ego? Yeah. Uh, no, fear is the um, fear to me is the closest thing. Fear, suffering. So I'm going to get all Buddhist for a second. Right. Mm-hmm. So fear and suffering to me, they're um, those are perhaps the, the most. Uh, I don't want to be judgy about this. They're the, the energies, they're the feeling states that are the most retractive. Yeah. Okay, just the most retractive. Got it. So I don't like to use words like evil. Mm-hmm. I think evil is, is basically suffering. If it's suffering, it's evil. Right. But suffering can happen through so many different modalities, right? So fear is what says you can't. Fear is what says... You're not able. Fear is the thing that's telling you, you need to do this. So fear isn't just, it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's more like a marker or an indicator. Oh, here's something I fear. Are you sure you want to do this? Like it's kind of the questioning mark. Fear up. is, is <laughs> to go back to the queen looking out the palace windows. You don't know what that is. You have no assurance. <gasps> right? So if you don't know what that is and you have no assurance... That's, that's what fear is. Right. And it's also saying, though, that that is what you haven't experienced yet. Wow. So can you go do that? Otherwise, yeah. you end up just tracing the same circles around and around in life, and your experience just becomes just the same things over and over again. Right. And everyone's stuck. In air quotes, <laughs> stuck. Right. We're literally stuck. It's like uh, fleas in a jar. Sorry, I'm getting very philosophical tonight. It's just I love it. No, kind it's coming through. It is. It's this is perfectly on time what you're speaking about. And yeah. um I'm I'm just super excited too because in June, like we're getting together to to flow dream together in our different worlds coming together. Yes. And that's gonna be cool. And so I just think this is awesome that we're giving a little preview to some of what will be coming through that weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, I promise it won't be this like out there and like hard to follow perhaps. But then again, I can't promise anything. You can't. You know, I'm a big... It all depends on who's in the room, honestly. That's that's right. I'm such a big believer. Relate to the level of that. So obviously we're going here together because we're here. This is where it needs to be. But, uh, you know, it just all depends on whatever group is around us. And then we all non-physically connect energetically. And whatever, you know, there's there's like a... What's the word for it? Um, thinking zeitgeist. That's a weird word. Zeitgeist. What does that mean? I don't know. We're going to have to look it's that up. <laughs> yeah. It's like a it's like a coming up or a, 
a rising up uh, of the a rising collective up or energy? collective energy, something yes, along that lines. And Beautiful. so that becomes what we are going to speak into in June. Yeah. So yes, we'll be teaching flow training I know that, in your work as well. Yeah, and that's the thing that I think is so beautiful about how you operate, and uh, I, th- I believe I do too, is this place of not too much. I mean, we're going to ha- obviously have a skeleton plan of you know we're going to probably go here, but I mean, do those ever flow through? No, it's like we're going to be <laughs> we're in the present moment. And we're dancing and it's a constant dance. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's this part that I really appreciate. And it's so cool that <laughs> we've connected because we operate at this level, from what I can perceive, of just being and then doing. And it's like this constant, uh, Alyssa Nobriga says, it's a constant dance of, it's a song. Doobie, mm. doobie, doobie, doobie. And you just are constantly mm. playing in those two places. Mm-hmm. I um, Wow, there's so many little pieces of this that I love. I'm appreciating the part of you that was is suggesting that the ego isn't necessarily a negative thing because there's a lot of people that have this perception that when I hear the word ego right away, I just feel this kind of sinking like, oh, that's negative. But there's actually a positive aspect from your, your analogy that you're drawing out yeah. to the ego. It's helpful for us in some ways to navigate. I'm going to go out on a limb and just be the the renegade the, Be, I, the, love the, yeah. I love the renegade part of you yeah bring it in i love Be my ego i love my ego uh <laughs> without her i would never have had the you know the the push to do the the crazy things that i've bitten off sure right i mean so I guess I think the negative term ego that that the the world popularly refers to, yeah, for me are more just emotional aspects. So I look at emotions like like a keyboard, you know. <laughs> I had to say that for you. I love that the music <laughs> reference. You got great analogies. Either a crayon box or a keyboard, right? There's all these different colors. Like every scale is just like a different. These are the greens. These are the yellows. These are the blues. Louise Hayes dropping in right now. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> You're playing here. So you you have all of these emotions. Every single one of them is important. Even fear, which is and even suffering, because. On the one hand, they're the worst and the heaviest and the most painful, but they also are the most galvanizing. Oh, wow. Right? You have fear, boom, you move. Uh You have suffering, boom, you seek to change it. Yeah. It's only when you get stuck in any one of these emotional patterns. And uh, uh, what's it called? Sanskara? Sanskara? Sanskara. Yeah. Samskara. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, so it's it's that's a, a similar way of saying being stuck in that emotional pattern, not moving through it. Mm. But we are meant to evolve and change, right? We're here for experiences. So you get stuck in the experience. It's almost like the gears get stuck. Mm-hmm. So here you have all of these different emotions, and you would say that ego is is maybe a bad one, but to me, no. Ego or what people call that really are a combination of things like a needing for outside validation. Right, which is the emotion of insecurity, mm-hmm. and insecurity is I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's the limiting belief, right? Yeah, there. I'm not good enough, so I just keep dropping down the the well, and I'm not good enough ends up becoming something deeper. Like, does anybody want me? Mm-hmm. And then from does anybody want me is, am I worth anything? Mm-hmm. Worthlessness. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can, you know, for every negative feeling you have, I call it going down the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. you can find there's a bottom, more fundamental emotion mm-hmm. that's there. Right. So all the people who seem so egotistical, that's like a surface layer. I mean, that's just, just an external. It's like, uh, it's like when people ask me, I, I procrastinate so much. How can you make it so I don't procrastinate anymore? I'm like, procrastination is another surface level symptom. Yes. Under procrastination, it's just like ego. What's under that? Why are you procrastinating? Right. Fear, uncertainty. What are you uncertain of? Boom, boom, boom. We keep going down. Yeah. And you find the the real core of that. You know what's coming up for me is the gift of procrastination. It's there's actually a gift there if it's used not fueled by a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. The the ability to pause on something and to to decipher before we actually say yes. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like dropping down and go, oh, I'm just not good enough, so I'm just not going to do that and deal with it. Yeah. But the awareness of this is where I think that the mindfulness practice side comes in, is it's the it's the awareness in the moment of 
what is it that I truly, deeply, not I want even, it's like the source of me wants because there can be so many good options. So it's like, how do we, and in this day and age, as you were saying earlier, there's so much choice to be made because we have at our fingertips all these great options. Mm -hmm. And sometimes all the choices feel good, but if I'm saying yes to everything, all of a sudden I find myself in a place of being fueled by a limiting belief going, I have to say yes to everything or else somehow I can't keep up. So it's like, um, and I'm not going to be good enough is at the core of that. So yeah, I love what you're saying here that there's, there's like a gift and then there's also the (laughs) retraction or like pulling away and this discernment process between these two places and how am I being and what am I being called to and Oh, there's so much here. Let's call it reflection. Reflection. So this to go back into flow dreaming and, and sort of flow, God, it's like flow philosophy. I mm. feel so, again, I feel egotistical, quote, air quotes again, <laughs> <laughs> for having made up my own philosophy. I don't even have a psychology degree, right? But flow philosophy would say, you look at the waves of the ocean, right? You've been to, you've been to the beach since I you've have. been here in San Diego, right? Yeah. So the waves go in and the waves go out and the waves go in and the waves go out, Hmm. right? This is a perfect reflection of all the duality of the universe. So when the waves come in, everything is manifested in being made. It's the, it's the young, it's the making of things. It's the action. It's the overwhelm. It's the deluge. And then the waves pull out and that's the reflection and that's the yin and that's the non-physical. And that's where you take those moments and nothing is happening. Mm Mm-hmm. And that can be quite scary for a type A. Oh, yeah, it can. Because you feel like nothing will ever happen again. Yeah. I'm done. Everything's done. Mm-hmm. So you want to stay in the yang and then and or you just, you just, yeah. So so really for me, a process of being in flow is, is, is uniting both. Oh, wow. And knowing how to be in both at the same time, but also flowing with kind of these bigger rhythms so that when you're in, like I just said to you, so I'm in a pivot reflection stage. I don't want to be here. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, just because you're in a stage uh-huh. doesn't mean you choose it. I don't want to be Necessarily, I'm being... sure some part of me has. Yeah. But, you know, I'm so comfortable in the making and creating and doing and achieving. Yeah. And communicating. Yeah. Stage. So when I'm brought back into the ocean, mm-hmm. I have to readjust everything and kind of refocus and center myself back into that. So is the king and queen analogy part of this? The, of course it is. Yeah. Everything I say has the two sides to it. So yes. no matter what I'm saying, you can call it king and queen. You can call it yeah. the wave in or the wave out or the, or the yin and the yang, just however you want to call it. Yeah. The Physical constant. and non-physical. Yeah. I love it. Whoa. So uh, can I ask this? I, the next piece of this is, um, and I, I remember a phone call we had. Well, I love that we've only met in person today on the, but uh, <laughs> the phone call we had, and you were talking about the power of emotion in our physical body. Mm. And the correlation right now, I'm wondering, between the king and queen and our mind and our body. Is mm. there a correlation there? I, like, as I'm, I'm perceiving it in the work that I'm doing, um, that relationship between. Mm-hmm. The mental mind that's constantly trying to make decisions and go for it and like and then there's this like physical body that feels to me more of the intuitive uh, emotional perhaps queen-like energy is there is there any correlation there that you've that's ever come to you i'm just asking intuitively about that right now from my queen <laughs> yeah um Gosh, so I typically see them as the king as the intellectual analytical yeah um, okay you know, the, the mental intelligence and the queen is the emotional body and the spirit body, Mm. right? That's the part of you that says, stop listening to the king for a while, let the queen out and let her explore. Because if you never let her do her job, you're not going to have a real marriage here. And most of us have kings running the show most of the time, right? Most of us do because kings often rule by fear. Yeah. And queens rule by trust. You know, I'm just thinking of this. Right? This happens all the time. Fear and trust. This is how people have right. r- lost and, and gained kingdoms throughout the millennia, truly. Wow. Fear and trust. Wow. Totally. And that's also what's inside Going, each one of our psyches. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just thinking of a few moments of this during the day where uh, it's almost lunch. My stomach, 
the queen part of the intuitive <laughs> is rumbling and my mind's like you don't have time to eat just keep working <laughs> oh my god that's so me oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's me too right okay so it's like this it's like this practice of am i willing to listen to my partner this queen energy that's saying you need to eat without the mind being a control freak yeah, um, I'm still I'm still dwelling though on that, that the first part of your question like okay. what is the body's role in it yeah. and honestly I feel like I should know a lot more on that than I do. Uh, um, okay, having been through cancer in a couple of years ago, right? Um, had stage two breast cancer, invasive uh, ductal carcinoma, wow. and I started to really I've always spoken to my body. Um, I speak to my body uh, through flow. And I communicate with it and all of its cells, and we have conversations together. And so I have, it's almost like a split personality, me and my body, right? But it, it works. <laughs> Somehow this works. But I've never really seen it be a king or a queen. It's, it, it, it's not mental. It's not emotional. It seems to form, huh, you know, it's almost like the, you know, God and this, the Holy Ghost and th- what are the three? The Trinity. The <laughs> three in like one. the Trinity. Yeah. Right. So for me, the body is more like an aspect of that. Wow. So the cells and the cellular intelligence and the DNA and the RNA, it's almost like it's its own, because it's material, it's part of the material versus the immaterial. Oh, I see. Do you see? Yep. And the intelligence and the emotional are more part of the immaterial although of course your intelligence they're both part of your body yeah but in my world your your mind and your emotions exist outside of your body as well oh interesting say a bit more on that okay um so i would look at it like so i did a lot of research on this many years ago and i wish i was more up to date on it honestly but i was very curious you know where does my consciousness reside yeah, that sounds like a Deepak question. <laughs> yeah, where's yeah. <laughs> yeah? Well, well, we think we're working together. Um, where does my consciousness reside? And so I looked and I studied and I tried to figure out all of the people out there who were smarter than me running studies on this stuff. And what what I kind of came up with was an understanding. And I'm, I'm, again, I'm not going to say that I know everything about this or I'm 100% right, but it feels right. It feels like the right direction. That your consciousness and your brain are working together synergistically mm-hmm. as physical and non-physical. And your brain is a good receptor. It's receiving. Yeah. So it's actually being almost in a yin. So everything, it's not black and white, right? There's all these, everything is always shifting roles, but there's always these two roles. Yeah. So the brain is receiving information, correlating it. You sleep, you make your memories, uh, you have, your body contributes to your basic emotional or intellectual aptitude based on, you know, how with your DNA you were born with, et cetera. But you're like this giant filter, like think of a, a whale, with all the baleen in the front, right, it's constantly bringing in all that plankton. Wow. Okay? Yeah. So here you're moving through life and your brain is like this baleen whale mouth. <laughs> I, I have a lot of images. Can you you're see? You're a master <laughs> an analogy person. I love it. So, this is like, I'm seeing all these kids books coming for some reason right now. All these pictures. It's so fun. <laughs> so all the experiences are kind of coming in and being filtered in through your brain. Yeah. And you, you have this incredibly dynamic neural network synthesizing, bringing it in. Yet, if we are only the brain, then when we die, everything we are dies with us. And many of us have this sense or this knowing that there's a part of us that doesn't seem to go away. Yeah. Isn't that true? Basis of all religions, essentially, or yeah. most religions. Not, yeah. not, there's a few exceptions. So... If there's a part of you, and and this to me really helped explain why I could do intuitive work and why if I was looking for someone, I can sense them through what I call it their emotional imprint or their signature, Mm -hmm. right? They have a a kind of signature to them that is immediately identifiable. It's not their name. It's it's nothing else physical about them. Yeah. It's just this emotional. Yeah. And if you think about it, like think about someone you love right now, there's, there's a whole thing and you you it's it's, it's indescribable what what that sensation yeah, it's is it's not in a physical form there's no words for it right we, we haven't made words for that yes. understanding of these other 
ah, sensations is the closest I can call it. Yeah, but it seems so real when I close my eyes and I think of them. It is real. They're they're that's the, they're doesn't, right here. Doesn't isn't seem am- real. It is real. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is so real. So imagine this person now is out in a crowd of of millions of people, and you need to find them. What is the one signal inside of you that you would emit that would just be them? Yeah. They're there, right? You can feel it. Yes. Okay. So there's something for me, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of unexplained, like, why does that happen? What is that? And so for me, consciousness, then I started to see it as this part of me where my body and my mind is, is filtering a lot of information, but there's another aspect of me, a non-physical aspect of my consciousness. Mm Mm-hmm. That continues. It's like the, the, it's like the beautiful sun lamp over me. Yeah. And, you know, old school, the soul or the spirit or, you know, anything you want to call it. But it's really just the other aspect. It's the non-physical aspect of the collecting device that we are. Wow. So as you grow and you have your consciousness was gifted with this desire to like bring new experiences into you. But it's this bigger part of you that you're really giving them to. Wow. Okay, so that's... Yes, that is profound, The way you're looking Summer. at me, you're making me feel like I'm so profound. Oh, well, gosh. I'm just having so many different layers. <laughs> See, you got to understand, you guys... Oh, my sitting... ego is just like, like lighting up right now. Oh, okay. Well, you're, <laughs> I'm joking with you're you. flowing some beautiful <laughs> things through. <laughs> Let it flow. I, uh, yeah, sitting mm. in your presence is really... Um, beautiful there's a, there's so many different layers unlocking as you're speaking and uh, i love that about your presence it, there's Thank like you. a wisdom and an intelligence that mix that come through that i really love it's beautiful i get out of my way yeah because if i worried in. about one thing like one single <laughs> if i worried about one single thing i said i would not be able to talk <laughs> yeah you know i i was thinking as well about the the roomy court i've used this a few times in different places but um i think i first heard it from wayne uh he used to say sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment and as i'm speaking with you i i mean there's there's a moment and some people listening my podcast sometimes in the last few episodes goes quite deep like it's like Mm. we're talking on a quite an etherical level at times yeah and so, especially for those of you listening where you're like, I, I lost you guys a while ago. <laughs> Just to remember, it's like to sell your cleverness. You don't need to figure it all out. I mean, it's no. how, it, to be in bewilderment about yeah. it all. Because there there is this oneness that you're speaking about. Mm-hmm that is not just of the physical form yeah. and it's here and we're connected to it. Yeah. And that's all we really need to just be in is the now of that and yeah. the more surrender to it. But I, that was, that's, that's what it was coming through as I was listening and I'm like, Summer, you are awakening the bewilderment as you're speaking. <laughs> I beautiful. hope I'm giving some people different ways of thinking yeah. about life. You are. And making them ask questions and open. I, I remember something I learned, gosh, a long time ago. It was when it was when Wayne and I were still doing our show together. In mm-hmm. fact, something had happened, and I remember it really threw me. And I think it had to do with the fact that at the time, you know, I was producing all these radio programs for a lot of really amazing luminaries. Mm-hmm. And because I'm listening all day long to all of this wisdom, there would often be contradictions. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? I, I imagine. You know that? Sure. Like one all... would say this and the other would say that. And I'd say, <laughs> well, well, you're both spiritual masters. Like who the heck is right? You know, which is really just a diminutive way of saying like all the world religions are contradicting who the heck is right. Yeah. And... I remember having a real come to Jesus moment where I basically asked, well, how can I keep doing this work if, if I can't, do I have to pick? Like, do I have to be the Is one to know? Is it going to be know? Eckhart or Deepak? Who, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do I have to be the one who knows what's right? I mean, how, yeah. that's a lot to ask from me, little old me, right? Right. And wow. instead of getting an answer of who was right to listen to, the answer I got instead was everything you say if you're really continuing to grow, is probably going to be wrong in five or 10 years. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I went, wow. wow. So even if I'm giving advice, so like all that we're talking about right now, yeah. is probably going to be totally wrong in five or 10 years. I'll tell you something completely different. Yeah. Because I've grown. And if I don't tell you something different, 
take another look at me because it probably means I got stuck and self-satisfied. Yeah. And that perhaps is where ego would come in. Right. I became afraid to go on to the next step. I became afraid to be wrong. I became afraid to contradict myself. I became afraid to not be the authority that I was or to go into uncertainty or anything like that. Wow. So yes. I put that, actually printed that, and I, and I tacked it up to my wall behind my computer at work. <laughs> what did, how did it read? read it. Gosh, I wish I still had that. It was something along the lines of, don't, afraid, uh, don't be afraid everything you say is going to be wrong in 10 years anyway, or something along those lines, just to remind me that mm. <laughs> if you're not wrong, you haven't, you haven't expanded and grown. It'd be like if you were a second grader yeah. and you became a 10th grader. Obviously, you're going to know different stuff, and you're probably going to modify a little bit of what that second grader knows. Some facts will be there. Absolutely. Two plus two, but, you know, like, you know, how does life work? Well, we're going to fix that. We're going to, you know, change that one a little one. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I love that sentiment. And, you know, um, I'm just thinking about, too, like one of my constant prayers is like, make me a channel Mm -hmm. of your peace Mm -hmm. in each moment. And when I'm thinking about the retreat that we're going to host in June at 1440, um, I know that the people that come are supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And I know that whatever flows through both of us as channels is going to, and, and from them, I don't think it's, there's a a level of difference here. We are all on the same page. We are going to create, um, a perfect bond of spirit in that moment and whatever's going to come through is going to come through and mm-hmm. it's like i'm just i'm having a moment about how excited i am because there's there's no irony i'm sure you've seen this along the way almost near death there's no irony there's a reason perhaps that this is all coming together in some way we might not even need to know why oh, it's just yeah. to be in the awe of this like yeah wow there's always a reason and and we just, it's our little temper tantrums that we want to know the reason as it's happening. Yeah. But my experience of life is sometimes you know it when it's happening, but usually you know it only in hindsight. Yeah. As you look back, because there's, there's something about being forced through the moment without having the understanding of it already. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's no real growth and experience in it. Right? Yeah. Yes. Which is, so part of my, perhaps what I'm going into more and more, and this is why it's hard to really clarify, is just learning myself and then hopefully being able to teach others how to be able to go through anything. Yeah. And just be inside of anything, be inside of cancer, be inside of joy, be inside of childbirth, be inside of, you know, those dead dreary days. Just if you can learn how to be inside of every single emotional moment and point, to me, that's like mastering the game. Right? Oh. Absolutely. It's yeah, this practice of that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> I'm working hard on it. <laughs> so I pick <laughs> emotions that I try to master year after year. Do you? Yeah. Really? What, what did you pick this year? Okay, well, this year, let me, can I back up? Yeah. So I picked Mastering Fear a few years ago. Turns out that was the year I got cancer. I was like, thank you, universe. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) Wow. Did that ever drop in? I wasn't exactly asking for that. (laughs) Okay, you took it to another level. You know me, I'm an (laughs) A-type, so (laughs) hand hand it to me. Um, Wow. After that, I chose to Master Balance. I didn't do so well with that one. I did better with fear, less well with balance. Um, so in some sense, I'm still working on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this year, it's still coming to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I landed on a few. It might be trust. And that's a big one. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's one of those really stupidly simple words, but if you actually live your life from a state of trust, it's incredibly, I don't want to say difficult because that makes it sound difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to put a lack thought onto it, but it's, um, it takes more but effort than you think yeah. to live from a state of trust. 
Yeah. Especially if you're an A type and you feel that if I let go, everything will fall apart. Uh-huh. Right? So I'm I'm definitely letting the queen lead more this year. Oh my goodness. Which is very scary to those You're of moving us me. I just totally who've, see it. who've lived your life based on your smarts and your wits and your thoughts and your production, you know, whatever it may be. Oh, wow. I see this best. hand just like le- like loosening the grip to just let it yeah. expand without yeah. any needing to know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's really, it's, 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 a, it's a, you know, it's one of those f- proof is in the pudding kind of tests. You know, mm-hmm. you can talk about non-physical all you want, but once you finally just say, okay, I'm yours, you know, it's, it's kind of goes back to a lot of cliches, you know, let go and let God. And, and it's just, can you do that? And then you come up with all the thoughts that you think about in your head. <laughs> Why it's a great idea in theory, but not in practicality. Oh, the people who let go and let God, they're all a bunch of people who live on the streets and they're barely getting by and they're just not, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. think all, like you just all start, you start to see like, whoa, wow, that's in me. What? What do you mean? Yes. What? And, and a lot of your deeper beliefs surface as you resist this thing that you're trying to do. <laughs> Did that make sense? That's Absolutely. a Cohen right there. I resist the thing I'm trying to do. <laughs> Yeah. Which way am I going with this? <laughs> yes, I'm completely with you on that. And uh, just to, to speak to that, I mean, that has been my practice this year too, is um, so far, and it's been over the last three weeks, I think, since the year started or whatever it's been. It's, uh, it's like this surrendering, I think surrender and trust it for me are both very resonant because it's just like there's, um, I don't need to be anywhere other than right here and I need to trust that I'm, I have what I need right now. Mm-hmm. And that's all that I really need right now. And to think outside of that is insanity. I think Byron Katie first talked about that. She said, mm-hmm. to need anything you want outside of this moment is, is a form of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> and wow, to live that and actually trust that. Wow, that is an awesome, courageous, authentic path you're stepping into this year. <sighs> so funny you mentioned Byron Katie. When I first met her... And she would ask these questions. Is that the Is it truth? true? Is it true? Is yeah. it true? It's so great. And I was like, lady, you are tripping me out. I just don't get why this is so important and powerful. What are you doing? I just don't get this. I don't get it. I know yeah. you're amazing, but I, God. And the older, the more like mature and seasoned I get, the more I'm like, yeah. Is it true? Is it true? Because, I mean, the, the deep fear under all of those is it true questions is, what's truth? And if you don't know, if you can't hold and grasp the truth, that's where the deepest fear lies, right? Yes, yeah. And there's a constant <laughs> tension between those two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't actually ever want to hear it that it's not true. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's a scary place to, uh, oh, yeah. Because wow. it means nothing is true, that's essentially. Right. That's right. And if nothing is true, what do we have? It's like annihilation, Except that if you have trust and you have connectivity and you really do kind of really go with the whole dynamic dualism of our universe, the dynamic yeah. duo. Yeah. That's an old like 70s That's going to be you and me show, in June. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be me and you. Yeah, that's yeah, right. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> then it doesn't, then the whole idea of truth becomes a bit irrelevant. That's right. I'm just thinking about that. Whoever said this quote of the more I know, the less I know. Honestly, I feel that. I feel that way a lot anymore. I used to think when I was younger, I knew a lot more. Again, perhaps ego, but again, my ego is what propelled me. Yeah, gave me confidence to get here. Gave me the ability to make stuff that wouldn't be in the world if I didn't have that. Yeah. But as I get older, I feel less, more and more like I don't really know. Yeah. I don't really know. And that's okay. So I'm back to that again. Yeah. Bewilderment (laughs) summer. Bewilderment. Yeah. Okay, here's a nice little image for you. Bewilderment for me, I always used to say, especially when I was just starting to kind of talk about this, is that I'm a miner and I've got my little black cap on with with my light shining. And I'm deep in the tunnels. And I'm going there. And you guys can follow. I don't know where the hell I'm going. But I've got a light on and I'm seeing stuff. And I'm going to point it out to you. Oh. And you can think about whatever you want to think about it. Isn't that the truth? 
And so I realized I didn't have to be a prophet, a seer, a visionary, a futurist. I didn't have to be as big as my mentors, you know, Wayne and Louise and all them. All I had to do was be on my path and talk about the things I was seeing. And that would be good enough. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm full circle. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay. So what are we going to do up at 1440? Yes. Well, we are going to create whatever uh, we need to create. (laughs) Whatever happens. Everyone's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I need to know. (laughs) I need to to know. know. I need to to know. (laughs) Well, this is going to be an opportunity to to get into this place of trust, of of really surrendering to the ego. And Mm -hmm. so as you're listening to this, if you are feeling that that shift that especially Summer's been speaking about on here, and, and I'm feeling it too, this place of needing to let go of knowing everything, and you're living in this mm-hmm. kind of type A frantic, trying to hold on. I suspect just that you need to potentially listen to your queen right now, and perhaps if you need to get on a plane, if maybe just drive up the coast, come to 1440 Multiversity uh, in June, and we will post the dates because <laughs> the multiversity <laughs> in June because we're going to host a, a very, very, very powerful weekend. I can feel it. I can feel it too. Yeah. And it's... Uh, can I give one little awesome. word of advice? Yes. I know I've been just talking my butt off the whole time. I'm sorry, but well, I got one more word. Don't be say. sorry. This is the podcast <laughs> to hear all about you. It's awesome. <laughs> I always say to people, mm-hmm. okay, so we will have obviously a game plan and we'll have it written up what we're going to do with you. And for those of you who need to know, you'll need to know something. Yes. But here is how I judge nowadays if I want to be or learn from certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, if I hear someone and they say something to me that just resonates and hits, it just, it just lands, mm. right? It lands. I go, there's something in the, in them that they're following that I'm also following that I'm sensing. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't care what they teach me. We're on the same train. And that's how I make my choice. And it gets me into some really weird and interesting places. <laughs> how <laughs> because, great is that? <laughs> you know, but, and it's a very different way of making decisions than, oh, I need a vacation or I need to learn about meditation or I need to learn about right. being in flow or I need to, right? I mean, those are, again, the king kind of thoughts. Yeah. But this other part of you, if you just feel something that aligns with somebody that just feels like they're speaking my language, that's a rare thing. Mm-hmm. It's like falling in love. It's like making a good friend. It's like, uh, you don't get those moments where you just feel like, this feels right. Like I hear them and, and they're, they're making sense to me. Yeah. And, and you're going you're gonna to meet like 100 people over your life that just make sense to you. If you hear someone like that, follow them to the end of earth and, and yeah. let them follow you back. Absolutely. So that's my advice. <laughs> so I hope if you're listening and you feel that way, that you'll come and see us. Totally. And I can also, one last thing about it is just the, the actual campus is absolutely stunning from what I've seen. So yeah. if you're looking for a chance to just simply let go and get out of your uh, routine, this is a place where nature is all around and it'll yeah. be speaking on many levels. So mm. make your way there if that's resonating. And uh, Summer? Wait, wait. You got more? Are you going to sing for us there? I'm absolutely going to sing Ooh, for you there. Yeah. I'm bringing my guitar. Yes. Yes. Oh, God, we I'm are, so happy to hear that. I yeah. want to hear some great music. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I will bring some music in for <gasps> sure to So we'll this. get some sound healing happening. and mm, Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm there right now. I can sit. I feel it. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Happening. Perfect. Okay. Deal. Now you can wrap this up. Okay. I just had to know. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Okay. All right. Well, I just want to thank you for, for being here uh, and showing up and opening your home literally to me to be here on this podcast. And um, I'm really looking forward to June. And I've been getting this the last... Okay, so this is also coming through. I I didn't know um, till recently about your cancer Mm. thing, uh, whatever you want to call that. But I just want you to know um, how grateful I am that I get to meet you and that you're here because you have a lot to share. And um, this is just such a blessing. So thank you for honoring all your wisdom and whatever you had to do. What was the word that you, fear going up right against fear. So you could be fear. here on the podcast today and beyond. There's, there's just 
light working through you. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Yeah. Been a pleasure. All right. Well, that was Summer McStravick here, and uh, I really hope you enjoyed our conversation. It's such a gift to meet somebody who's been such an inspiration in my life in person, and now also to be leading uh, an event with her uh, coming up in June, 1440 Multiversity. I really hope you'll consider joining us there. And um, also, go check out her, her new radio platform that she started, Inflow Radio. They have uh, some incredible hosts on that show and some more thought leaders that will inspire you. So check that out and uh, please stay in touch as well. Send me your ideas for guests for this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And most importantly, everybody, have a wonderful week ahead. See you soon.